2: Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
3: It's time to talk all things Dirty Birds. It's Falcons Flyover. (laughs) With John Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
4: Back at the Kia Studios on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. John Chuckery Show hanging out with you on this Wednesday evening. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Honestly, you catch us on the go. Social media is at 929 the game. I'm at jmsage316 on Twitter. He's at Lewis for real on Twitter. Uh, this is your night. Look at all things Atlanta Falcons. It is the Falcons flyover. So besides the announcements uh, of Kyle Smith and Ryan Pace that we talked about, um, also on uh, Wednesday today were some more moves. So, uh, obviously, Kyle Smith is now the assistant general manager with Pace becoming the director of player personnel. Yeah. Uh, Brian Zekes is, is uh, hired as player personnel coordinator. He was previously the West uh, Area Scout, excuse me, for the Senior Bowl. Also worked with Arthur Smith in Washington. Falcons also announced that Shelly Harvey has been named an area scout and Ben Martinez has been named a pro scout. James McClintock has been named a Blesto scout, and Hakeem Smith is now assistant pro scout. Uh, Additionally, the Cub noted that Joey uh, Gigliotto's promotion to head of equipment operations with Ryan Nicholson as assistant equipment manager and Josh Peterson as the uh, equipment assistant. They got equipment assistants and assistant managers of equipment and they got they got a lot of can i get a job can i get can i get a can i get a position in the front office with the falcons as uh technical director of related uh equipment management understudies I and mean, can i be a part of all of that i mean can i can i do all that stuff i mean geez you know that'd be kind of fun to can I be your assistant? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, but uh but several moves uh for the Atlanta Falcons. All right, day day. You remember we did the other night on the flyover the fan vote for offense fans of went on uh, falconswire.com yeah. and voted for um you know the defensive grades, right? Letter grades. Right. Okay. So tonight we've got the defense. Okay? Okay. Um, what do you think the letter grade is for the defensive end slash edge players? What do you think their grade is?
5: Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to say C.
4: So it's actually a solid B. 59.06% B, 22.83% okay. C. Um... Can I tell you uh, that that that's that's way high to overvalued. You. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do we have do you still have Josh's comment?
5: <laughs> I can find it.
4: OK, find Find Josh Kendall's um, comment uh, from from yesterday. You, you need to keep that handy. You need to have that saved and record because we're going to play that all year long. Like we're never going to not play that that clip uh, from him. But anyway, um, defensive tackle. Now, this is I mean, again, and this is. Maybe a little bit of homerism or this, that, and the other, but for defensive tackle, interior defensive line, Dayday, I'll ask you as you try to find that clip. What do you think the grade was for the interior defensive line, defensive tackle position? Is Dayday not listening? Is Dayday still on the show? Is he? Is he? Sorry is about he not, that. Sorry, yeah?
5: I had the clip, and I was so that was my fault. All
4: right, defensive tackle, interior defensive line. What do you grade? Think- what do you think the grade is? Uh,
5: I think that should be a B.
4: A. Okay. Um, They've got 58.45% say it's an A. 37.32% say B. 4.23% say C. Okay. Uh, again, there's definite upside in this unit. I think that's a lot of wishful thinking, though, too. I do. We have the, the, jo- Do we have the Josh Kendall's clip? The
6: more you see how valuable sacks are. Play that again. The more you look at the advanced analytics, the more you see how valuable sacks are.
5: Need it one more time.
6: Yeah. Can we go a little bit longer too? I mean, can
4: we get? Give me a few more seconds after he he says that last
6: bit of it, and then. The play more you look at us. the advanced analytics, the more you see how valuable sacks are. And
4: <sighs> yeah,
6: yeah, yeah. The more you look at the advanced analytics, the more you see how valuable sacks are. And this is a team that's just lived without that yeah. defensively for a very long time. They've got to get that number up if they're going to impact the game defensively.
4: You know, Day-Day, if there was only somebody in Atlanta, if if only there was one Beacon, Bastion, Vo- by the way, um, my buddy, Justin Baker, former uh, teammate of mine here at 929 the game. Great guy. Love Justin to death. Um, he says that at the home Depot in Cobb County, we're blasting through on the speakers right now. So we're being played on, on the uh, home Depot speakers there.
5: Nice. Shout out to you uh-huh. guys.
4: Um, absolutely. Uh, I love home Depot and Lowe's. I love those uh, people. That work there. Um, can we hear that one
6: more time. The more you look at the advanced analytics, the more you see how valuable sacks are, and this is a team that's just lived without that yeah. defensively for a very long time. They've got to get that number up if they're going to impact the game defensively.
4: You know, uh, it it just boy. The more you look at the more if, you look at
6: the if if
4: boy if if just somebody if there was just one person in this town. How many people we got now? Six million? Something like that? Hey, if there was just somebody in this town who has consistently for years talked about this and given you the stats and given you the facts and given you the numbers and now and without doing it without spin or narrative or anything, just giving you the raw physical data. If only there was somebody who's been doing that. I can't think of anybody. I can't can't think of anybody. I'm I'm as stumped as everybody. But if there was just one person that gave you all of the numbers related, first-round draft picks, playoff teams since 2016, Super Bowl, if there was just somebody who who was given the numbers for years,
5: Wouldn't that have been great? Solid. Would have been solid. All
4: right, what do you think the linebackers um, got for their grade? I I
5: think they should have gotten a B.
4: Yeah, uh, 50.76% to 37.12% B versus a C. I I don't have a problem with that. I I think that. Yeah, that's pretty solid. Yeah, I don't don't necessarily have a problem with that, um, with the way the linebackers are. Um, You know, again, there's. There's upside, but we also have to see it uh as well. Now, I'm I'm very curious. I was curious about this group. Um, cornerback grade. Not 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 defensive backs overall, just the corners. What do you think the grade was for the Falcons?
5: Just the corners? Yes. That should be I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I think the issue Well, I'll say B. Um, because I'll say they probably think strong on one side, but they're they're not sure on the other.
4: Believe it or not, they gave him an A grade. Oh, okay, fifty three point okay. oh three percent to thirty nine point three nine percent. I don't have a problem with that. I, I, and again, part of this is wishful thinking. Okay, AJ Terrell's got to be better than he was last year. Okay, Jeff Okuda's got to have a breakout year. Okay, Mike Hughes has got to be a player. I I don't have a problem with this grade. I think there's a lot of potential at corner for this team. Now, what do you think safety got? A. Yeah, 70%. That that was a runaway, 25.38%. Now, here's what I will tell you. They damn sure better be an A if we're paying $14 million, for guys that stand 10 or 12 yards away from the football, it better be an A. It better not be no worse than that. Because, again, uh, Day Day, play that clip one more time.
6: Play play that clip. The more you look at the advanced analytics, the more you see how valuable sacks are. And this mm. is a team that's mm. just lived without that yeah. defensively mm. for a very long time. They've uh. got to get that number up uh. if they're going to impact the game defensively.
4: Uh. Okay. Okay.
6: Yeah. How many uh, free agent
4: pass rushers, like fire breathers, off the edge, and how many have we signed and drafted and all that kind of stuff?
3: Hmm.
4: Yeah, it's been kind of limited. Yeah. Huh? yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did we spend fourteen million dollars for? A- anyway, so. Um. Again, I. Uh, our safeties better be an A. If if our guy isn't a second team Pro Bowl All Pro player. I don't know what we were doing. All right, Pro Football Focus has one trade or free agent signing for all 32 teams in the NFL, and we're back to this tired old narrative. The Atlanta Falcons should sign Jarvis Landry. Oh, boy. Uh, Landry's an underneath slot receiver who could be a safety valve over the middle for quarterback Desmond and The Falcons are still thin at pass catcher beyond Kyle Pitts and Drake London. After missing most of the 2022 season with an injury, Landry is likely looking at a one year flyer contract uh, offers once again in 2023. Landry's also known to be a good veteran leader, which could be a position, uh, a positive addition to a team with a lot of young offensive weapons. He's coming off of two of his worst seasons of his career. Blah, 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 blah. blah. Okay. Um, Can Kyle Pitts kind of be a slot guy? I mean, I mean, Catching passes, kind of more not deep downfield, not safety valves, but middle of the field. Yeah, he can. How about Johnu Smith? Mm-hmm. Can Algier and and Bijan Robinson be guys that can get downfield some? Yeah. Okay. How about Patterson? Mm-hmm. What's Scotty Miller? Mm-hmm. After, no, what did they say? Um. The Falcons are still thin at pass catcher beyond Kyle Pitts and Drake London. So we need more pass catchers. That that's that's our issue, huh? Did, Didn't say didn't say to sign Melvin Ingram. Didn't say to sign Justin Houston. Didn't say to you know sign this guy, sign that guy. Um, you know, didn't say to sign a fire breather, Justin Houston, Ngakwe uh Ingram we we need another
7: wide receiver <sighs>
4: Man. you know it's a it's it's no wonder that I'm always tired cranky you know just physically worn out and all this kind of stuff because when I read things like this I just I I know I, I understand the idea okay these are people that don't have a grasp of what what we really have and and why we're why we're in the shape that we've been in for the last handful of years, right? right. You know, again, great. We'll, we'll have more pass catchers. You know, that's that's the move we should make. Not in Gakway, not just in Houston, not Melvin Ingram. More pass catchers because we throw the ball so often.
6: The more you look at the advanced analytics, the more you see how valuable sacks are. And this is a team that's just lived without that yeah. defensively for a very long time. They've got to get that number up if they're going to impact the game defensively. All right. When we come back, who are we going to hear from?
5: Sean uh Devinny, uh NBA Deviney. insider. Devity, yeah, yeah, sorry. NBA insider. He was on with Dukes and Bell. Of all course, right. talking about the Collins okay. trade and all free right. agency Can
4: Is he talking about of- sacks? <laughs> Can he talk about Sacks? Trucker in the Key Studios, sports radio, Night of the Game, Odyssey.com app.
3: Sports Radio 929, the game. Back at a Chuck Ree show, hanging out
4: in the Kia studios Wednesday night uh, with you. 404 726 0929. Or sorry, 0929. Yeah, 404 726 0929. Keep confusing myself with that. I had it right and then confused myself. 404 726 0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. We are going to open up the phones coming up here at the top of the hour because. I want to get your thoughts. So 9 o'clock is when we're going to talk this. Pro Football Focus had their top 10 coaches in the NFL, and Arthur Smith was, was not in the top 10, and I don't think that that's unfair per se. But um, I'm going to ask you guys at the top of the hour, where would Arthur Smith fit among coaches in the NFL? Where, where, where would he fit among top-tier coaches in the NFL? You know, I think he's done a lot. We talked about this with, with uh, you know, Mike and Carl um, and D-Led. I mean, I, I think he's done a lot of good things with a limited roster and, you know, not a lot of personnel. I mean, especially when, I mean, you realize now that when you have to start Marcus Mariota, how, how deeply in trouble your franchise is. Like how devoid of talent your franchise is. If you have to start Marcus Mariota and I understand they didn't have to start him, but let's face it. I mean, you weren't, it may would have made no sense to throw Desmond Ritter immediately into the deep water and potentially ruin him. Now should Ritter have started a little bit more? Probably after that Carolina game, that was all I needed to see forever and a day of Marcus Mariota. And then of course he quit on his team, but you know, that's, Hey, you know, listen, we all got to do what we got to do with all of it. So, um, but that's how devoid of talent we've been, especially at that position, you know, with, with having to play Marcus Mariota, that not, not in a good uh, way. So, all right, Sean Devaney joined um, Dukes and Bell earlier today, basketball analyst. And the guy started off by asking him about, okay, now that we've traded John Collins, what do we do next?
2: I can understand that you don't want to be patient, but um, the way that the NBA has shaped up in the last, uh, you know, really in the last month, I think we've seen really the impact of the new CBA coming in where there's a lot of teams running scared of uh, of going well over the luxury tax into what they're calling the uh, uh, the second apron because there's very punitive uh, uh, penalties for, for going too far over that cap. Uh, and you know certainly the, the the hawks are our team that's that's in that range and so that's 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 a big uh, uh a big concern if they want to uh, have a chance to keep some of the guys uh that they've got that they like like Jante Murray um for instance then uh the, the, then they're really in a situation where uh they've got to be able to uh, uh create a little bit of a uh, of a cushion there, Sadiq Bey as well. So, yeah, you know, they're in a, they're in a tough position, um and and they're going to have to sort out their financials before they can start doing things uh, that are going to look good on the court. You know, and a lot of the stuff that they're going to do between now and then is probably not going to look great, uh, but 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 that's sort of where the NBA is right now.
7: Sean, Devaney, guys, with us from heavy.com NBA Insider. So basically – what you're saying is, uh, yeah, they got, first of all, we got to make sure De- Dejounte wants to stay here because if he doesn't, Sean, we had a problem with Al Horford about seven, eight years ago. We had to basically let him go for nothing. So, I mean, I, I mean, we've got to make sure that Dejounte stays here. We lost three round, three first round picks to get this dude.
2: Yeah, and and uh, you know, from all indications, I I I, I think he would sign um, to stay on. But obviously, um, you know, he wants to see what the direction is and and he wants to see how he fits in. Uh, but you know that's 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 going to be uh, uh, the, the tough thing is 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 showing him okay this is where we're going this is how you fit in. Right. Uh, but I would expect them to be able to get something done with him uh, long term. But it, it's it, you know like I say it's 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 not going to be easy because uh, what we're really seeing is, is is mistake contracts coming back to hurt uh, a lot of franchises and you know Washington made a mistake in in going in as deep as they did on on Bradley Beal including a no trade clause and we saw what their return was for him it wasn't much uh and we just saw it again with uh, uh with John Collins you know that just being a purely financial deal so uh yeah you know and, and 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 there's going to be more of that and uh i think you're going to see a few teams really try to uh you know try to uh, find their way out of some of these bad deals and then and then refocus on uh, uh, refocus on rebuilding going forward.
3: What's uh, what's some of the top free agents going to do? Give me your take on what do you think some of these top guys that we have seen now opt out of their deals and where they might end up. That includes Kyrie. I mean, is he in Dallas? Cause they're going to pay him the most money.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, look, Dallas gave up uh, uh, more than they wanted to for, for Kyrie Irving. And um, you know, they gave up some, some pretty good role players and the, and the draft pick and, um, you know, for a guy that, that the Nets didn't really want at that point. Um, so, yeah, Dallas has no intention of letting Kyrie Irving walk. Uh, you know, talk about him going to Lakers. I just don't see that as being feasible. Um, you know, they're, they're, Dallas is going to uh, uh, keep Kyrie. It's more a matter of years. How many years are they going to give him? He's obviously been uh, uh, unreliable, uh, and, and and I think because of that, uh, that the Mavs are really uh, uh, you're going to look to limit the number of years. You could say the same for James Harden, that, that the, the, the Sixers uh, are almost a lock to keep James Harden. Uh, but it's just a matter of, okay, how many years is he going to get? Can he get three, four years? Uh, or or Philadelphia so going to try to limit this uh, to three years in case injuries catch up with them and, and the wheels fall off a little bit. So, um, yeah, you know, with both of those guys, I'd, I'd say probably the biggest name free agent, who's possibly going to move is, is, is Fred Van Vliet uh, in, uh, in Toronto. He's probably, uh, the, the, at least the most, he might not be the biggest name, but in terms of talent, uh, you know, he's probably the, the, the one that, uh, uh, that you'd have to keep an eye on as far as uh, potentially leaving teams.
7: Talking with Sean Devaney, guys, Heavy.com, NBA Insider here on the com hotline. So what's going to happen with the Trailblazers? I know that uh, Damian Lillard met with the GM along with his agent, and are they going to surround him with better pieces, or is he going to finally say, I want to win somewhere and maybe make that yeah. deal with Miami?
2: It's You know, and, and it is pretty crazy because, um, you know, at this point, it, it is almost like and when you talk to people around the league, you get the sense that uh, that they're not sure that the, the Blazers really want uh Dana Lillard just stay, that they wouldn't be uh you know better off doing a full rebuild around some of the young talent they have and they have some good young players obviously uh just getting Spoot Henderson and uh and, and Shaden Sharp. I think they have, they feel like has a lot of promise. Uh they've got Anthony Simons locked up to a contract. They could certainly look to move him perhaps for for another piece. Uh you know, so they, they, they have lots that uh, uh that they could work with uh, but if you've got Damian Lillard there, then everything's going to focus on him, and everything's going to circle around him. So uh, they're not going to trade him until he goes to them and say, oh, and says, "Okay, let's move on." Uh, and you know, un- until then, they're sort of locked into. Uh, uh, into a bit of a holding pattern, um, and and it's going to be tough for them to to, to get out of that until he says, okay, uh, let's uh, let's let, let's see what we can do. But he wants to see, you know, look if they make a good trade and they bring in, say, Pascal Siakam or somebody like that uh, from Toronto, um, and uh, and 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 if he feels like, okay, maybe I can play with Scoot Henderson, uh, you know, then then that could be a situation where, where Damian Lillard says, okay, uh, let's uh, let's run this back. Uh, but, but ultimately, it's, it's hard to see where they get anywhere close to championship contention. And ultimately, uh, he's going to have to ask for a trade.
3: Sean Devaney joining us, talking NBA guys. Free agency starts Friday. It's Dukes and Bell Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Braves sweep today. We're going to talk more about it here in less than 10 minutes. Stay tuned for that. I still think DeAndre Ayton's getting traded. He's going to make $32 million over the next three seasons. Frank Vogel's the new coach. How does Frank Vogel get him on the same page? Because they're saying they don't want to trade him right now. <laughs>
2: That's you know when I mean, you talk to people around the league, they, you know you you the feeling is like well what else are they going to say? Are they going to say uh, you know we're dying to get rid of this guy right now? Uh, <laughs> they've they've they, you know that that tends to weaken the market on a player. So uh, so you know they're I mean they're they're, they're in a position where uh, they've they've got to trade him in, in the end, and and it's not something they necessarily need to do right now. They can wait till the smoke. Uh, clears after the first round of free agency so you get to July 4th July 5th certainly by the time summer league starts on July 7th uh, and you can see you know there's probably going to be some teams that are disappointed in where they are Uh, maybe a team like Portland has moved on from from Damian Lillard and and they want to find some young guys and they're interested in a a DeAndre agent so uh, you know this this is something that that probably isn't going to be uh, on the front burner at this point but by the time uh, you know, we get into uh, the meat of July. Uh, I'd expect them to be uh, in serious talks to, to trade DeAndre Ayton, but of course they're going to say, uh, "No, no, no." We'd be happy to keep him uh, at this point. Don't forget, it was just like five days ago. I think that that Mike Dunleavy, the new GM of the of the Warriors, was saying, "Of course, we expect Jordan Poole to be here for four years," <laughs> and then he traded him two days later. So, uh, you know, you gotta you gotta take all that with a grain of salt.
7: Talking with John Devaney, guys. Talking some NBA from Heavy dot com. Um, so just to bring it back to the Hawks, just for our listeners who maybe missed the start of the conversation, basically we're not going to do anything. So we dump salary yeah. and we're going to save money because hopefully Dejounte stays. We got guys like uh, Okongwu we're going to probably have to pay and uh, and, and maybe Sadiq Bay. So that that's that basically that's it. So maybe just a a guy or two and small small potatoes basically in free agency. That's yeah, it.
2: and you know and 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 what you're yeah you're right and 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 what that is going to mean going forward. Uh, is, uh, is, is you've got to be good with your draft picks, and you, you've got to be really good with those draft picks, and you've got to be good about developing your draft picks uh, because that's where you get the cheap labor, and you've got to have those guys contribute right away. So, uh, you know, Sadiq Bey, they want to try to keep him. Uh, obviously, A.J. Griffin, they want to get more out of him. Um, and uh, Kong Wu, as, you, as you mentioned, he's somebody who uh, uh, they want to try to get more uh, from him as well. Uh, they'd like to keep keep. Clint Capella, but certainly he's somebody that they could uh, look into moving, and, and and they have had discussions with, obviously, Bogdanovic as well. Uh, so, yeah, there could be other trades coming. I don't think we'll see the salary dump that we saw with John Collins. I mm-hmm. think that uh, the future trades that, that the Hawks will make will be more uh, designed toward getting players who can help them now.
3: Sean, tell me what you think about Wimby. They say he's going to be in Vegas with the Spurs, the Summer League, uh, first time a lot of people get a chance to see him play. Obviously, as my mm-hmm. man Charles Barkley says, it's Summer League. But he is talented. Is he going to be as special as, as advertised, do you believe?
2: You know, yeah, I Just, just and, and I can only go by what I'm told and, and, and the footage that I've seen. But, uh, you know, for a guy who's 7'4", seven, 7'5", seven, who, can, who can move the ball the way he does uh, and, uh, and shoot and, and, and has the handles, you know, plays like a small forward uh, at his size, uh, yeah, it's it's really really the sky's the limit in terms of how good he can be. Uh, it's all going to be a matter of, of of staying healthy and hard work. I mean, is he going to put in the work? Uh, by all indications, that's not a real problem. That hasn't been a real problem for him to this point. Uh, so that's 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 number one. And then it's just staying healthy. I mean, you guys you guys know. I mean, if you go back in in the NBA history books. Uh, you can go back to Bill Walton. You can go to uh, Ralph Sampson. You can go to Sean Bradley. You can go uh, to Yao Ming. Uh, uh, even more recently, Chet Holmgren. Uh, you know, guys who are that big have a hard time staying healthy. Yeah. So, you know, it's just, but human bodies are not meant to be that big, uh, and and so it does. That's that's probably the big concern mm-hmm. for me uh, is, uh, you know, at his size, can he stay healthy?
7: And just finally, because we had some fun with this yesterday, uh, Dennis Rodman kind of, I don't know where he was going with this, but basically said Bird is better than Joker. Joker is better than Bird, and if Bird played today, he'd play in Europe, which kind of had Carl and I, who are old school. I don't think you have to be old school to know Larry Bird. And this generation, without any defense, would probably score even more points than he did in his heyday, right? Uh,
2: yeah. I think I think there's a lot of fans uh, in Atlanta who uh, grew up uh, wishing Larry Bird was playing in Europe because uh, if anybody knows uh, how good Larry Bird was, it's, uh, it's Hawks fans. So uh, yeah, you know that's that's uh, Dennis Rodman has. Uh, uh you know, that goes back to when he was playing, you know, right. where he would uh, uh you know, back in nineteen eighty nine or whatever it was, he said some comments about Larry Bird, uh and Isaiah Thomas backed him up on that if you remember. Yep. Uh that was that was long you know, ancient history now, but uh but yeah, I don't know. That's mm-hmm. that's that's that, that, that's that's Dennis Rodman's thing. Uh if if Larry if the three if Larry Bird was playing uh at a time when players were allowed to take seven, eight, nine three pointers per game uh, just, man, the numbers would have been off the charts with him. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd really like to see a modern <laughs> day Larry Bird for sure.
4: Chuck Green, Nikia Studios, Sports Radio 929 The Game, com app. Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, back at a Ray show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Wednesday night with you. 404-726-0929. 404-726-0929. Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. We'll get to a a, what's bugging Chukri here in uh, just a couple of minutes. Uh, Let me ask you a question, Day Day. Mm -hmm. Just a random thought here. Okay. Could you see yourself getting like an RV or camper and going across the country or anything like that?
5: I'd like to try it. I don't know if I'd want to necessarily like, I don't know. Like, it seems like it'd be a cool thing to try to do, you know, do once or right. twice, but like just kind of regular. Like my do- my wife's grandparents, they have one and they, really? they've done that because they're originally from South Carolina, but they live in Colorado. Okay. And so from time to time. It's been a while since they've done it, but, like, almost every summer they would make at least one road trip here and back.
4: So they just plop off somewhere on the side of the road or wherever, I mean, Yeah, for rest and stuff. Yeah,
5: Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, and they keep their, uh, um, you know, they obviously, they they tow a, uh, you know, they have a smaller vehicle in tow Mm -hmm. um, so that when they get places they can move around quickly. I
4: I don't know why, I mean, but I've become, in the last couple few years become fascinated with like campers and RVs mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like I would love uh, and again, I'll never be retired. Um right. <laughs> you know, again, I'll the the the, the way I will retire is they'll put me in a wooden box. I mean, but um I'll never be retired, but I I could I could see myself just getting in like a, you know, like a a drivable RV, not even probably not even something that I would have to tow. Probably like an actual like R V or mm-hmm. you know like, like one of those, you know, drivable Yeah, the
5: Winnebagos. Yeah, like a like yeah.
4: well, not even a Winnebago. Like like the um um oh gosh, what, what are they what are they called? The um
5: the, the, the ones that are a little smaller than the Winnebagos and no, more like the camper.
4: No, I mean they, they're they're a camper but like you know, like, like they're like a they're a true R V. Okay. You know, like, 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 a, like a, almost like what would be like a tour bus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. So, yeah, yeah like a, yeah, like yeah, an RV. Yeah, 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 but it's yeah. got a, obviously it's got, you know, bed and kitchen and, you know, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. I could see myself driving across the country and just going on sightseeing adventures.
5: Yeah, it definitely is something that would be cool to do, I think. I don't know if I'd want to, because those things are guzzlers. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. Well, <laughs> like I mean, first off, first off, that.
4: they cost they they cost about like a house. I mean, yeah. you know, if you, if you get a really nice one, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm looking at some now, like on Camping World, like you know, ninety thousand, hundred thousand, yeah. yep. hundred seventeen thousand, um, you know, hundred seven thousand, hundred eight thousand, hundred nineteen thousand, and I know you can get something that is less, right? I mean, they they have all kinds of, but again, if you're gonna do something like that get something that's nice if you're going to tour across the country yeah. i mean get something that's you know good yeah. like get something that's you know that, that's going to be fun to ride and drive and stuff mm-hmm. in the problem is I, I don't know if i'd want to drive one of those things like I, i'd have to like to to really enjoy it i feel like you can't be the driver
5: yeah, I mean, unless you're just comfortable with being the one that you know you can enjoy it once you post up somewhere, and right. you know, if you if you don't mind enjoying it in that aspect, because I I think I'm kind of the opposite. I think I wouldn't mind driving it mm-hmm. because I would get the enjoyment of you know pulling up to wherever and you know. Yeah, I would it just I would want
4: to be a passenger and just chill out, relax, look at the road. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like like just soak up the the terrain and everything right. like that. Like, I, I, I'm I not, again, I, I can't wait for my daughter to start driving. Like, I can't wait for her to start driving. <laughs> so I you mean, can
5: be a passenger? <laughs> yes.
4: Yes. So I can stop driving everywhere. Because, again, you know, listen, for, for you know, a decade plus now, I, I drive from Roswell to Canton. And, you know, again, everything is such a long drive in mm-hmm. Atlanta. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you don't even understand. Like, people talk about their commutes and stuff like that. Just getting – I mean, when I drive from Roswell to pick up my daughter, it's 40, 45 minutes.
5: Wow.
4: Wow. Just from Roswell to Kent. And it's a pretty straight shot, but there's so much traffic traffic. and so Mm -hmm. many traffic lights. And you're out in Hillbillyville and just all these other things that just – oh, my God. Like, you just never feel like you're getting anywhere. Yep. Like, you can't just get somewhere in 15, 20 minutes. It's 40, 45 minutes to get Mm -hmm. out there. It's just a schlog. Or when I'm down here at the station and have to go up and pick up my daughter, you know, it's almost an hour to get up to Canton.
5: Yeah.
4: Oh my God. It's just mm-hmm. so I just don't think I would want to drive one of those things. But anyway, so just just a, just a, uh, as Hugh Douglas would say, random thought um, <laughs> uh, to everything. So. All right, speaking of random thoughts, let's get to something we call What's Bugging Chuckery.
3: Don't look now, but somebody out there just got Chuckery ticked off. (laughs) Like, that's hard. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's time for What's Bugging Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Hey, I'll give Steve Cohen credit
4: because it's been a disaster for the Mets, but at least he was out there, and he talked about the idea of Hey, man, we're running out of time. Now, look, it's technically not even halfway through the season. We're a game or two away from halfway through the season. But at least he was honest. Now, let me let you hear um, a couple of things that Steve Cohen had to say. What's this first clip? All
5: right, so this first one is him talking about, you know, potential changes within uh, brass and whatnot. Let's hear that.
0: You know, obviously, we came in with higher hopes and, you know, making the last wild card or whatever, but um, that's where we are. And, and uh, so the season's not over. Um, I'm preparing my um, management team for all possibilities. Um, you know, if we don't get better, you know, we have decisions to make at the trade deadline. And um, that's not my preferred um, end result. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm preparing all contingencies and uh, we'll see where it goes. It's on. the.
4: Well, at, at least I will say that at least he was honest about the idea that, look, I don't want to have to do this. But if I do, we're going to be prepared for it. And, and I'll give him credit for that. Like, I, I honestly will. I mean, it's it's refreshing to have an owner, even when things are bad. It's refreshing for an owner to at least admit that it hasn't gone well and not try to put a spin on it. He said, Look, I don't care if it's 16 and a half, 14 and a half, 18 and a half. It's terrible. That's not what I expected. I give him credit. And he says, It's been incredibly frustrating. I watch every game, I watch what's going on. Would I have expected us to be in this position at the beginning of the season? No. But here we are. It's kind of weird. It's kind of strange to me. I don't know if the players are anxious. I don't know if they're pressing. Now let's hear one more clip from uh, what uh, Steve Cohen had to say. What is this clip?
5: Uh, This one, just you know, he was asked about is he doing anything at the trade trade deadline? Uh,
0: Here's the. It's real quick. Okay. If I'm in this position, I'm not adding. Okay. I mean, I I think that would be pretty silly. Okay. I mean, uh, you know, I would. I would probably do very little.
4: Well, I mean, look, um, obviously, they're going to have to do something. Um, They've got a $360 million payroll. And even with all the money in the world, even more money than, again, Steve Cohen has more money than the federal government. But at some point, it becomes a lost cause. Quote, I'm a patient guy. Everybody wants a headline. Fire this person. Fire that person. But I don't see that as a way to operate. If you want to attract good people to this organization, the worst thing you can do is to be impulsive and win the headline for the day. I know the fans want something to happen, but sometimes you can't do it because you have long term objectives. Brother, again, you can say what you want about Steve Cohen. And I, again, day, day, have you ever heard me say that I hate the Mets? Have I ever made that clear? Yeah, you definitely okay. have. Okay, fun to be sure. Yeah. I hate the Mets, but I'll give this guy all the credit in the world because he's talking to you like a fan and talking truth to you. you. You again, it's easy to fire everybody in that position. But you're not going to build a good organization if you do that. Now look, I don't I don't for a doubt think that if things, you know, really hit the fan that he won't make changes and he won't fire people. But if you just immediately when things go rough, start firing everybody, you're not going to attract good people. You're not going to get good people to come in and want to work for your organization if that's the reputation that you have. That at the first sign of trouble, you start to... Look, Jimmy Haslam has been that way for the Browns. He gave Lombardi and us, and um, not Petten, uh, it might have been Mike Petten, you know, one year and then they were all fired. Well, guess what? They went 0-16 like the following year or whatever. Because He's a goof. Um, Talking about, you know, the the deadline and, and, you know, salary to eat more, you know, eat salary, but prospects, quote, I already consider the money spent. In an an unfortunate circumstance, if I can find some ways to improve our farm system, that's the path we take because I'm willing to do it. When When asked if he would consider trading Verlander and Scherzer, Cohen declined to engage further. Both pitchers have full no trade clauses in their contract. Those are great pitchers, and we brought them in for a reason. I don't want to broach that topic. I haven't gotten that far yet. Plus, they have contracts, by the way. Yeah. I give this guy, listen, I give this guy credit. I, I was, I don't know, I don't know what I was expecting when he started speaking to the media. But as I heard some clips and I started reading, I'm like, Hey, man, if you're a fan of the Mets, he's speaking like a Mets fan, but with a business head on his shoulders. Again, it's easy to fire everybody. And and there will come a time when the Mets are going to have to fire people. And I don't think he's going to hesitate to do that when the time comes. But it's not necessarily that time right now. Halfway through this season, just start because, again, you start doing that and and you don't get anywhere with all of that. So I will say I will give him all the credit in the world. I don't like the Mets. I'm glad that they suck. I'm glad that they are not very good. I'm thrilled for all of that. But, boy, there's been times when I wished one of the owners of our franchises spoke like this instead of glowing platitudes and stuff. You can't hide from suck. You know, remember Dan Quinn said embrace the suck? He didn't embrace the suck. He tried to run from it. He said one thing and then tried to sell you on muck and mire and all that. You know, he tried to, he tried to say, oh, we embrace the suck. No, you don't, because you try to spin your way out of it. Oh, everything's great. Oh, yeah, we could, you know, we, we got, you know, uh, no. He was not a very good head coach, didn't do a very good job. He got his quarterback to play like an MVP and win it. And again, when you do that, you're going to go to the Super Bowl by and large. But I give Steve Cohen credit. That was not what I was expecting from that press conference. And I don't have a problem with what he said. Yeah, they suck, and I'm glad they suck, and I root for them to suck every single sucking day of their sucking lives. But I'll give him credit. I promise you, there have been times when I wish wish we'd have had some of our owners speak up the way that he spoke up today. And by the way, he didn't have to do that. Again, I'd rather hear that from Steve Cohen than guess what? Collaborative and communicative. I'd much rather have Steve Cohen say the things that he said versus collaborative and communicative. And that's what's bugging Chuck Reed. All right, 404-726-0929. We're going to open up the phone lines to you. Where would you rank Arthur Smith among head coaches in the NFL? 404-726-0929. Chuck Reed, Nikia Studios.
3: Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, the Odyssey.com app.
1: Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.